Welcome to episode 176 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at Invocation. Original air date was December 3rd of the year 2000. It is season 8, episode 5. The action primarily takes place in Oklahoma, and the IMDb user score is 7.9 out of 10. This is an episode where the pre-credits teaser shows a kidnapping from 10 years prior. And then after the teaser, it jumps back to what was the present day, as that boy is returned exactly as he was. So he hadn't aged for 10 years, and he wasn't speaking, but he did show up swinging on a different swing than he was at when he disappeared. He disappeared at a fair, but reappeared outside his younger brother's school. And it kind of throws the family into a little bit of turmoil. Everyone but the mother is totally creeped out by him. Scully and Doggett are called in to try and explain what happened to him medically, and they can't. Doggett is very determined to find out who did this, including some hardball tactics with the now-mute boy that do not go over well with Scully or her parents. He manages to unseal the sealed records of a suspect who ran into some problems when he was still underage. He is really going gung-ho to stop this. Now, a psychic is called in, much to the dismay of the parents, just because of lack of alternatives. And she determines that, yes, there is some connection here between what's happening to this boy and Agent Doggett. And we've also seen Agent Doggett pull the picture of a young boy out of his wallet and look at it in the middle of this case. He is willing to do whatever it takes to stop the man who did this. And we do get some contrast, because Scully is mostly concerned with the medical impossibility of this boy appearing exactly as he was 10 years ago. The audience sees that he seems to have teleportation abilities. At one point, he even stabbed a knife that wasn't present in the house into his brother's mattress. And yet, the blood on the knife was not the brother who was sleeping in the bed, but the one who stabbed it, even though he shows no outward signs of harm. He's got a symbol scratched in the handle of the knife that he was also drawing after his return. There's a lot going on here, until eventually they find out, through that boy who was Doggett's suspect, that the actual criminal who kidnapped Billy, who was returned, and later in the episode, Josh, his younger brother, is the real culprit, the man who ran the fair where Billy was abducted the first time. And that teenage boy who's had problems was actually out there trying to care for him. Ultimately, the return to Billy vanishes. We just find his body or his skeletal remains buried out in the back, save Josh, and the man who kidnapped them is arrested. Now, this episode is written by David Amann. This is his fifth of seven episodes, so we've been through his career before. This is Richard Compton's first episode directing The X-Files. Now, up to this point, he'd already directed The Gathering, which was the pilot movie for Babylon 5, as well as The Gunrunner, Angels Die Hard, and Macon County Line from the late 60s and early 70s. And he was directing up to and including 2005 before he passed away at age 69 in 2007. This is his first of two episodes of The X-Files. For the rest of the cast, Kim Greist plays the boy's mother, Lisa Underwood. 
She's got 28 acting credits to her name, most recently in 2001 for an episode of Judging Amy. So there were only two credits after this episode of The X-Files. She is best known for work in Brazil, Manhunter, Throw Mama from the Train, and Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Now, Jim Cody Williams plays the real abductor. He's best known for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Dodgeball, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Sons of Anarchy. 82 acting credits to his name. For those like me who are wondering who he was in Bill and Ted's, because you couldn't place him, he's credited as Bearded Cowboy, so one of the random people when they pick up Billy the Kid. But his credits start in 1988 and continue right up to 2018. Rodney Eastman plays the underage suspect. He is best known for playing Joey in a few of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, Zeke in Deadly Weapon, and Andy in the 2010 remake of I Spit on Your Grave. 91 credits to his name. This is his only X-Files credit. Now, Eric Anderson plays the father of the two boys who ended up being kidnapped. He's best known for playing Rob in Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, and for work in Unfaithful, NCIS, and Augie Rose, as far as the IMDb is concerned. I personally recognized him as the fake crew member from the Star Trek Next Generation episode, Conundrum. But he's got 99 credits to his name, dating back to 1983. Now the twins, Kyle and Ryan Pepe, played Billy Underwood as is common with people this young. For the most part, they just seem to be playing twins. So they were both credited with roles in Another World, Outside Providence, Mad TV, The X-Files, and ER. Ryan also has a credit in Robbery Homicide Division. And that's their entire career, five or six credits spanning from 1996 till 2002. Maggie Baird plays the psychic. Sharon Pearl This is her only X-Files credit. She does have 52 credits to her name dating back to 1981, including Murphy Brown, Picket Fences, Birds of Prey, Charmed, The West Wing. In recent years, she seems to be doing a lot of video game voice acting, including Mass Effect 2, which is one of her two known fours on IMDb, along with a movie Life Inside Out, as well as filling in additional voices in Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy XIII. Now, Colton James plays the brother Joshua. He's got 37 acting credits to his name, starting in 1997 as an episode on News Radio. This is his only X-Files credit, but he does have other credits, including Lost World Jurassic Park, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, The Cell, and Dexter. His most recent credit is from Glory Days in 2010. So all in all, this is a creepy episode, and it does start to provide some insight into Doggett and adds more to his backstory than just a really good resume. Now, as far as the science is concerned, there's no attempt here, and they even call that out. Where Doggett is asking questions the audience would ask, you know, if this Billy's a ghost, how could he be examined by doctors? How could they take his blood? And Scully basically says, yeah, sometimes you just have to accept that you cannot explain it. And Doggett has an understandably tough time with that. In fact, he does reveal his whole attitude towards the X-Files in what's actually a pretty great quote from the episode. You know these words, anomalous, supernatural, paranormal? They purport to explain something by not explaining it. It's lazy. So he's even calling out saying, yeah, so what if we can't explain it yet? Keep digging. So it is an entertaining hour that 
actually does add a little bit to the ongoing story, because the history of Doggett with his son is going to play a part coming up. Other than that, it doesn't have a huge impact on the overall arc. In any event, that's about all we have to say about Invocation. Come back in two weeks when we discuss Red Rum. Thank you for listening.